what is up squaddies welcome back this is episode 26 and yes that means we have officially hit our one year mark with the podcast gabby congratulations congratulations ricky we've been consistent for a year we did it guys we made it past the one year mark and we've got another great episode for you today we are joined by our friend kim shambaugh she is the owner and founder of never settle lifestyle we have a great interview coming up with her but first as always it's the most interesting thing we heard this week gabby what do you got for the people so this week i stumbled upon an article that broke my heart in half so you know my love for like seltzer water and sparkling waters and you you've you've been to my house if you open my fridge there's at least oh, yeah. 50 in the drawer you literally bought me a soda stream for christmas it's my fave but um so seltzer water and sparkling water is actually not doing our bladder any favors and it's not a really huge deal it's just something to do with the seltzer and the sparklingness it is a bladder irritant the studies have been showing so it could actually contribute to your bladder urgency and frequency. So if you feel like you're kind of peeing a lot, but you didn't drink a lot of water maybe, and you only had a can of sparkling or something like that, that could be why. Uh, so they do recommend to try not to have more than one a day. I'm guilty of definitely having between one and four throughout an entire day, sometimes more, sometimes less. But now I'll be a little bit more uh, conscientious of it. Also, I've heard that it's not great for your teeth. The sun, like the, mm. the seltzer, are not great for your teeth either. So, I mean, but whatever. The bubbles it's don't clean fine. my teeth better? No, they can kind of mess up the enamel a little bit. So just all things to take with a grain of salt. And um, yeah, I try to sip your regular water more and make that sparkling seltzer uh, more of a treat or a pick-me-up. Yeah, you know, I know we talked about uh, sparkling water quite a bit. I, I've kind of gotten away from it too, mostly because I've gotten hooked mm -hmm. on liquid IV, as I've shared yes. numerous times here. But the, the sparkling water is still a nice treat once in a while. It sounds like not something to make your everyday all day. Yeah, seven drinking, drinking that stuff. So it's funny too. Um, I mentioned Europe a lot because I'm Croatian, like yada yada. So when you go to Europe. They like only serve sparkling water. If you ask for water, they will bring you uh, like Pellegrino. That's what yeah, they you bring have to, you. You have to ask for tap. You have to ask for tap water. Uh, so it's just kind of funny that, uh, oh, over there, they still do it. I don't know. Maybe they have weaker teeth than us. I don't know. But well, I just are healthier funny. over there than us. They so. are healthier. They, they walk more. So. I don't know. I just like, I, so I, again, asking. I don't think it's bad for you. We should preface this with it's not the worst for you. It's not like drinking soda pop or anything like that, but oh, right. over time, you know, too much of it can potentially, and some people have uh, some irritative effects. So just something to keep an eye on if that is something yeah. you enjoy. I go to, when I want something sweet after a meal, that's what I grab. So it's been in that regard, it's been a good replacement for me, right? Instead of grabbing chocolate or peanut butter or whatever, I grab the fruity tasting water so that's why i think i've become sort of uh quote unquote addicted to it because it's it helps me get that sweet uh hankering definitely and i i went over to my brother's house on sunday for mother's day and nice. maria prepared some food and they they both prepared food but she made the pitcher of water that had uh, cucumber 
uh, mint and something else was in there. It might have been lemon, cucumber, lemon, mint water. It was delicious. And she kind of looked at me and smiled and she was like, see, like, this is good. She's been listening. I'm like, yeah, uh, <laughs> when we talked about hint water, she was like, this is kind of like hint water. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, is it perfect. is. It's your, it's your own hint water. Good job, Maria. I'm proud of you. Delicious. Shout out Maria. So the most interesting thing I heard this week was that Visa is rolling out a reward card for health and fitness minded people. So you can get cash back for gym memberships, for equipment, for apparel, and even for groceries, which I thought was cool. So basically for anybody who is trying to prioritize their health and wellness, you can get reward points for doing stuff like that, which I thought was freaking awesome, Gabs. You yeah, actually sent me that. Gabby sent me this one. So I yeah. <laughs> all props to Gabs. So if you don't want the actual credit card, they have an app too. It's called Paceline. Uh, hashtag Paceline sponsor us. Um, but they have a free app where I've gotten actually like Starbucks gift cards, dollar credits to Amazon, all because you work out and it syncs, especially with an iPhone. Uh, at least I, I know it works this way syncs with your Apple health, all of your movement, you sync it to Paceline and every week it adds up however many, you know, exercises you've done, the, the steps you've taken and you're eligible to redeem for those things. Sometimes it's a few dollars off of, uh, you know, like a fresh, uh, what are those fresh boxes? They'll give you like a coupon for that. There's a Hello couple fresh. different things. Yeah. HelloFresh. Um, but I've definitely gotten the Starbucks before. It's really cool. It's just a little Starbucks gift card, but yeah, the credit card is that's just the next level of, uh, yeah. of it up because you're, you're spending money anyway. You, know, you might as well work out and spend money and make points and things for for buying your fancy athletic clothes, I guess. It all just goes together. Yeah, I, and I love to see it. I love companies thinking outside the right. box and seeing a trend. And I think the last couple of years especially, people have really gotten a better understanding of how important their health and wellness is. And that's great. Yeah. We, we need more companies that are promoting that and incentivizing it and keeping the, the conversation moving. So good yeah. on you, Visa. Very cool. I might, I might have to sign me up for a card, but right. I don't wear any trackers. So I'm going to get yeah, no you rewards. Right. You don't wear a tracker, but you're super healthy and super active. So maybe... yeah, I'm like, just trust me. Give me money back. <laughs> <laughs> Can I send progress photos? <laughs> Yeah, just check out my Instagram. There's tons of shirtless pictures there, guys. And on that note, let's <laughs> on that note, <laughs> to our next segment, we've got a little inhale, exhale for you today. So, Gabby, what are you inhaling and exhaling this week? So this week, I am, let's start with my exhale. Exhaling the perfection of being the runner I once was. Hmm. Slowly uh, I guess you could say inhaling, becoming the runner again. I've been aspiring to be for the last two years that I once was many moons ago. And it's really hard to get back into running when you haven't been consistent in over two years. Post-injury, post-everything, things I've mentioned. So I'm exhaling the perfection of trying to get at that speed that I was once at, to get at the, you know, that level of condition that I once was at and that I am inhaling, enjoying the process of getting there again. And shout out to the Nike Run Club app. Holy cow, is it awesome. I've never used it before. Yeah. I've always used, yeah, I've always used Couch to 5K. Um, at least that was, you know, pre-injury, pre-COVID, pre-everything. Um, and I that was how I got my first 5K done. 
And I kept trying in these last two years to use that app again and use that app again. And it just doesn't work for me anymore. So I finally realized, hey, stupid, you need to try something else. So I I heard a lot of good things about the Nike Run Club app. And so far, so good. Day day two was today. Awesome. It's really nice. They have um, guided runs, which I like to do. You don't have to do those. But it's a very beginner level. They have different levels, but obviously I'm on the beginner level. And um, the guided run, it's Mr. Coach Bennett. He's like the number one Nike world coach and he kind of talks to you through your run and he coaches you and I think that is that was my missing piece and I'm here for it like I want to go run again tomorrow because I want to listen to coach Bennett so it's, it's kind of oh, cool yeah. it's like accountability without actually having to be accountable with someone he he's there for me you know as dorky as it sounds he's he's there for me for my next run and I can't wait to get to it so shout out Nike Run Club app um, loving it so definitely would recommend yeah very cool, Gabs. I love that for you. Thanks. What about you, Ricky? What are you inhaling and exhaling this week? Uh, lately, I have been getting into kombucha, which is oh! a new a new thing for me. I've you know obviously okay. been aware of it for a while. My brother's been a big booch fan, and uh, he actually got me onto trying my first one and really enjoyed it. So I've been exploring. Did he get you? The trilogy flavor from GT. Yeah, the trilogy flavor. Okay, listen, it's it doesn't hurt that it you know shares the same name as as our company. That's it's, that's cute. They say that's the most popular flavor actually, and the best. It's so good. One. People so love good. that it's, one. It's like all the flavors combined. But it's, yeah, I've been checking out a bunch of the flavors, but that is my favorite. And uh, anything so lemon, ginger, mm. yeah, and it's obviously really good for your gut. Uh, you know fermented tea so it's got all the probiotics make sure yeah. you get the raw stuff been inhaling that inhaling some booch and then exhaling is my attachment to my stuff so i sold my truck which i loved that truck but it was starting to have some issues i keep joking that it was trying to kill me and uh it was time yeah it was it was just a matter we'll of time before that yeah, one got me. Go. Good for you. So Wait, we got we got yeah. away from that truck. We're in the market for a new one. So, you know, it's as a tourist, it's a little tough for me to let go of things, let go of my stuff. Fortunately, I've been able to borrow my uh, dad's uh, car. He's got an extra one. So been whipping that baby around and slowly cool. shopping for a new vehicle. So cool. exhaling my truck, my... Beautiful pickup truck. truck. I did love it. It was a good truck. Yeah, it was, it was great while it lasted. It's time time to move on. So yeah, served served its purpose. It's okay. That's right. Speaking of moving on, let's Ooh. kick it over to our interview with Kim Shambaugh. We now welcome on Kim Shambaugh. She is the owner and founder of Never Settle Lifestyle and also coaches CrossFit right here in Cleveland at C4 Athletics. Kim, thanks for joining us. Hello, y'all. What's up? What is up, y'all? I love it. We got a, we got a Southerner here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everybody always asks me, they're like, why are you in Cleveland? And, you know, my husband brought me up here. They're like, well, don't doesn't the weather suck i'm like you guys there's so much more to do in cleveland than there is in north carolina like you have no idea yeah cleveland's not so bad no it's great they say the only two kinds of people that hate cleveland are the people that have never been here or the people that have never left exactly so, <laughs> we're neither of those so 
Before we dive into what you've got going on these days, uh, tell us about your own personal journey with Health Among Us, because I've followed you for a while now, so I know a little bit of your transformations to where you've got to now. So give us a little bit about how you've got this far. Oh man, I'm gonna keep this as concise as I possibly can. Um, So I've undergone quite a transformation just throughout my fitness journey. It started off in high school. I was always an athlete. I was the kid that could house, you know, a large pizza by myself and would still be stick thin. I just had a very high metabolism, you know, all state track runner, played basketball, was super active. And then I got into college life and I ended up gaining about 17 pounds or so. On my small frame, it felt like super heavy. I was just uncomfortable. And at the time I didn't know anything about nutrition and I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, get back into running. And I like Googled some stuff. (laughs) Good old Google. Good old Google. It got me into so much trouble. Oh my gosh, you guys. So as I was even working on this, it kind of got crazy because I ended up gaining more weight, um, just, you know, more of a sedentary lifestyle and you're eating out more and, you know, trying essentially to figure out how to be an adult. So as I had gained more weight, I got more aggressive with my efforts. So in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, more is more. So I'm going to run five miles a day. I'm going to work out and lift for two hours at the gym. And I'm going to eat, you know, 800 to 1200 calories a day. Yeah. It's not enough. No, (laughs) not even a little bit. That's not you guys like that's not even enough if you sit there on your couch and don't move a muscle all day like right along all this all this other stuff you know that's going on yeah in in life and full disclosure i am going to be talking about eating disorders it's you know a major part of my story so throughout the course of this i end up graduating college so originally i was an esthetician i did skincare for about 10 years um so that's what my degree was in I got married at a very young age. I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know this? Yeah. Yeah. So I got married at 20 and as one does in the South (laughs) and like, like you guys, I look at my friends now that I grew up with, everybody has at least two kids. Mm. So basically I'm trying to figure out like how to run a household, be a wife, do all these things and essentially meet the expectations of everybody around me, you know, I never paused to ask like, okay, what do I want? You know? right. yeah. So it became this thing where I had this like need to prove myself of, okay, I got to fulfill this role. I got to, you know, try to lose weight. And I took this unhealthy habit of overtraining and severely under eating to the extreme. I got to an extremely dangerously low weight. I lost my menstrual cycle for three years. Wow. I remember being able to like wrap my hands around my thighs and my fingers would touch like on the thickest part of my thigh. Um, It would hurt to sit down for like long extended periods of time. And so this went on for a couple of years and I got so dogmatic about uh, my practices that it started to deteriorate my relationships again, just from this need to kind of like prove myself along with that, there was some like relationship stuff going on with my partner at the time. And then 
pretty much just this big feeling of who am I in this world and trying to figure myself out. So fast forward, I end up uh, going to my doctor and he was like, hey, you know, you haven't had a menstrual cycle. This is not normal. Like, I know it feels convenient, but this isn't good. You know, if you ever want to be able to have kids, like you're going to have to start eating more. So he was like, just bump it up a little bit you know, 1300 calories a day. And this guy ran triathlons. Like he, I trusted him. I was like, okay, cool. So I try to do that. Well, here's, what's very interesting about the human body. And after essentially starving yourself for so long, once you kind of like open up that door, the floodgates just open up. So essentially I developed binge eating disorder and I just could not stop eating. Um, I became overweight within the course of about six months. And so like, as you can imagine, physically I'm in pain cause I'm stuffing myself every single day. Um, my workouts are terrible because I just, I don't, I'm not digesting well. I still to this day deal with food intolerances because of it. And, um, it furthered my self-loathing mindset. And eventually it finally came to this point. I was, I remember literally I had housed like all this food. It had been like a four hour binge sesh essentially. And I had finished off a box of Kashi cereal. Have you guys ever had that? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Wow. While back, it's yeah. very fibrous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And like, yeah. I didn't even know at the time, but I had a gluten intolerance as well. That'll do it. <laughs> so, I felt terrible. I mean, I was in so much pain. I remember I was laying over a yoga ball, just like holding my stomach, crying in pain, and I was like, it just this voice in my head was like, "What would it look like if you?" loved yourself essentially like what would it look like if you approached this whole thing from a place of unconditional love and like no doubt about it like whether you guys believe in god or you know source of universe whatever like that for sure was some level of you know divine yeah intervention, divine intervention yeah. and it was like you know how would you view like a puppy or a kitten with, you know, this innocent love, like you wouldn't, or like a child, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we, we kind of sometimes treat our bodies like the enemy, like it has betrayed us yeah. instead of this, you know, partner yeah. in the journey where right. like, you know, we've got into this together, we can get through it together. But yeah, the self-loathing, you know, self-criticism that all really can fuel that fire of poor lifestyle decisions, like really snowballing into yeah. something drastic. Yeah. And that was literally what was happening. And I couldn't get myself out of this toxic cycle of judgment and then being like, okay, I'm going to quote behave tomorrow. I'm going to restrict more. I'm mm. going to exercise more to, you know, make up for it. And yeah. then by that evening I would be binging, you know, so it was this vicious cycle of just resenting yeah. myself. And, um, so it really caused me to step back and around that same time, the spa that I was working at, there was a massage therapist unbeknownst to me. She had worked with people with distorted eating patterns. I did not identify as somebody with an eating disorder. I was the healthiest person I knew in my opinion, you know, that wasn't reality, but that was not reality. <laughs> yeah. 
whatsoever. And so she took me under her wing and she was like, you know, what would it look like if you just allowed yourself to eat, you know, without judgment, just let your body take its course. If you feel like working out, work out. If you don't, don't. But like, what would it look like if you ate to feel good, you know? And that was basically in 2013. And then fast forward and we're in 2022. So basically it took between 2013 and 2015 for me to really go through that process. It was slow. I never went to therapy. I never asked for help. Otherwise she sought me out. So it was a slow process and truth be told you guys, like it didn't have to be that way. I was just so hard headed. Yeah. You know, so fast forward (laughs) to the happy days. (laughs) Um, basically I, I have always been passionate about nutrition and I was like, okay, obviously I don't know what I'm doing. So I went back to school for nutrition. I am, um, precision nutrition certified and, uh, a lot of what I do now is very mindset focused. And um, within that time, I met my now husband and he really has shown me what that unconditional love looks like as well. So it's like helped in my healing process. Finally ended up going to therapy in like 2019, you know? So there's been a lot of inner work and a lot of peeling back these layers over time. And healing my relationship with food and my body to where it's like, okay, now these past four years of my life, I've been building what I have now. Which includes the company. Yeah. Never set a lifestyle. So talk to us about that because I've been through as a client. Yep. So you give the elevator pitch first. Yeah. what, What is it that you guys do? Yes. So NSL essentially is a program and I do one-on-one coaching. I have um, self-guided courses as well, but we primarily focus on the one-on-one coaching and basically we work on habit change, change psychology. We really simplify your nutrition and look at your um, approach to food. And basically we create these guidelines and focus on portion sizes to help get you to your goal, whether that's fat loss, muscle gain, improving your relationship with food, and obviously lifestyle management on every level has everything to do with it, you know, between work, family, your sleeping habits, um, the friends you hang out with on every level. Yeah. Oh, it all, it all ties in. And I think, like you said, so many people are just focused on the nutrition part of like what you're eating, when you're eating, how much you're eating, but the mindset is so important. So that was the thing I enjoyed about working with you is that it was focused on the mindset so much more. So how can people start putting those changes into their, their program, just like in, in your experience? Yeah. So that's the thing that I see a lot of times. And I do see coaches moving away from it because I think they're starting to see, okay, mindset and lifestyle management has so much to do with how you do manage your nutrition and your fitness. Right. So it's important to get out of the, numbers side of things as in like tracking your weight only counting macros only being so fixated on the finish line and more tapped into your body more tapped into what's working for you and what's not working for you and being really vulnerable and honest with yourself and your coach about it yeah that's that's the tough part because i think 
there's, I put it this way. Anytime I've ever counseled somebody with nutrition, the first thing I have them do is just keep a food journal. You know, that was the toughest mm-hmm. part for me. <laughs> yeah. a, couple of, a couple of fines there, took care of that. But just the simple act of writing it down and nine times out of 10, they'd bring me their food journal. And I'm like, this looks pretty good. Is this how you always eat? Like, no. Yeah. But I was writing it down. So I was thinking about it. I knew I had to show you. So I wanted to make better choices. And I'm like, that's really what it comes down to. So like as a coach, is is your job as much about the accountability as it is educating or motivating them to make those decisions? Just like having that partner to keep you honest? A hundred percent. I mean, it really does hit on each of those levels between motivation, keeping you accountable, and then the strategy on top of it. Because it's like, I, I don't see a lot of... Um, nutrition coaches tend to kind of be in one camp or the other of like, oh, macro counting and we're only looking at numbers versus, oh, we're only doing intuitive eating. And it's like, you know, truth be told, I know your macros on the back end. I'm having you focus on portion sizes of protein, vegetables, complex carbohydrates, healthy fats, and then addressing all the little things in between. So it's me kind of knowing what to look out for in terms of these habits and, you know, lovingly challenging that of like, okay, here's what's not working. How can we manage this? Right. 100%. And then talk to me about movement. Cause I know that plays a role in your wellness and for you coaching CrossFit first, when did you get involved in CrossFit? Like, did you start going, you know, as what are they called? Athletes? Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. an athlete first and then, <laughs> and then, got into coaching. So how, yeah. did that, how did that work for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So it actually plays a really big role in my healing journey in that. So I found it in 2013. And because of the nature of it, like you cannot go into a CrossFit class underfed. Nope. You can't go into a CrossFit. Pass fat. Out. <laughs> yeah, you will pass out. You guys have seen it. I can pick it out from a mile away. I'm like, you did not eat enough today, did you? Nope. and then if you're overfed too it's going to feel like shit like you're not going to be able to move properly the blood flow is just not going to go where it needs to go so it actually it put my ego in its place which is what needed to happen for me and it helped me manage how much I needed to eat and my meal timing and it changed my mindset from focusing on okay I got to punish my body with a workout and I got to do, do, do all these things to, no, I'm just going to focus on performance. I'm going to focus on being better than I was yesterday at this movement. So it took my mind off of that. And so starting in 2013 and just built it from there. Um, and I'm very flexible with my methods as far as workouts go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, speaking of flexible, I've seen you at a few yoga classes. <laughs> so you're mixing that in. But so that's awesome. In almost 10 years of doing CrossFit now, have you seen a shift in the way they structure the, the CrossFit workouts versus like 10 years ago versus now? Oh, yeah. And thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank the heavens <laughs> above. I mean, y'all, like if you are unfamiliar with, you know, the origins of CrossFit and how it's kind of evolved, it was very, how can we blow your body up and like do the hardest workout? And the programming, for a lot of gyms was just not intelligent. You know, you could go in for a weekend, get your certification and open a gym up. You didn't have to know anything. 
So you would see these gyms running what's called like hero wads. You know, if you've ever heard of like Murph or you mm-hmm. know, these really yeah. big workouts almost every day. And that was the first gym that I started at. It was very similar in that way. And it was like, you know, a bit ego driven and like, how can I just smash myself to smithereens, right? Run into a brick wall. Exactly. (laughs) And so the gym that I started with um, here in Cleveland, the original gym that I started with, I will say they really um, were connoisseurs of very good, healthy movement patterns. So like with your snatch or clean and jerk, what does a really good squat form look like? How can we build upon that and then add load before, you know, that structure isn't sound kind of thing. Like right. we got to get that straightened out first. So now you see more CrossFit gyms focusing on intelligent programming. You know, they're doing strength cycles properly. They're focusing on recovery and it's not this like, how can we only blow your body up? Right. Sort of mindset. Yeah. That's something I've noticed in the CrossFit classes I took even five years ago oh, yeah. versus more recently is just a little bit better design um, encouraging modifications. So, you know, not having to use the prescribed weight if you're not ready for that. Like you said, load, putting the load on before the, the movement is sound. Um, but in general, like the movement to me is such a small piece of your body composition necessarily, but it is like the ball that gets the other momentum rolling. And exactly. like, if you're going to be going to your, your class or your workout or whatever you're doing, you don't want to feel bad going into that. So you're eating better. You're just making better decisions all around. Absolutely. Love that. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Gabs, do you have any, you want to pop in with a question? I'm just enjoying listening to her story again. You told me it a while back. Um, I can talk a little bit so too just, about my like CrossFit oh, yeah. break, if you want. And like, cause I did, you know, some bodybuilding style stuff and powerlifting and how oh, that's. Oh like, yeah. yeah. All right. So, what, so you said you're flexible with your, with your movement patterns. So what does that mean? You don't only do CrossFit? Yeah. So full disclosure, I really do as a female um, work my exercise in around my menstrual cycle just straight up. That's something that's becoming more yes. and more popular. Yeah. Thank goodness. Within like the last year is like everybody's talking about doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that needs to be known. I mean, honestly, when I first started at C4, I sat the guys down. I'm like, okay, here's something you need to know. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> As you should. Just flat out laid it out. And they're like, all right, like this is really good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So I really, I really try to listen to my body. And if I, if, I mean, you, you guys have worked out enough, you know, like the days, and this is for the males too, not just females. If you have a day where you walk in there and you pick up that barbell, you know, your warm up weight and you're like, oh, hell no. Nope. <laughs> like, not today. I am to the point in my career to where I am not trying to show off. You know what I mean? Like the ego. Yeah. The ego. That's right. It's, Ego's gone. Yeah, it's taken a lot of time, but it's like I'm not looking over my shoulder worried about what somebody else is doing. So what I'll do if I'm having one of those days, I will simply do a bodybuilding style workout. You know, I'll lift. I'll do powerlifting workouts. Um, There was a point within my CrossFit career that I did have to take a break. 
So when I started Never Set a Lifestyle, at the same time, I was working for a previous CrossFit gym. I ended up quitting there and we made a little home garage gym. And I took that opportunity to kind of like sit back on the CrossFit workouts a little more, get back into bodybuilding a little more. Just a little reset. A little reset because I had gotten myself, I was the type of person, I was so competitive. I would leave a workout mad if I didn't meet my expectations or if somebody beat me that I wasn't like expecting to beat me, <laughs> which is so silly, you guys. Like, yeah. so. It from, wasn't serving you anymore. It was not serving me anymore. Yeah. So it was exactly what I needed. You know, 2020 hit. Everybody was in their garage gym anyway. Yep. yep. And then, uh, so I was hanging out like at Tremont Athletic Club, which you're at now. Yeah. Shout out to him. Hey, yo. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I got, I was doing um, more bodybuilding style workouts and then C4 opened in uh, February 2021. So got back on it and it's like a CrossFit 2.0 for me. Yeah, I love the way that, first of all, that gym's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. <laughs> it's really not fair, but um, I've been to a couple of classes. I need to get to a few more, but I, I enjoy enjoy the classes there. They seem to have a nice, nice atmosphere. Yeah. Good culture. Yeah. You can't spell cult without culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, kidding. you know, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> Wellness is a cult. That's Ricky's favorite line. Wellness is a culture. It's a cult. That's right. So you mentioned the pandemic, <sighs> you know, shifting things to the garage gyms, but for your business being more virtual, remote. So how did that affect you and what you're doing, your ability to connect with clients? Yeah. You know, honestly, it was such a blessing that I just so happened to set it up in a virtual way. So really we, we thrived. It was a good year and you know sorry if for those people that didn't because it was tough like the fitness yeah. industry everybody was having got hammered yeah, yeah anybody that was giving any service of any kind whether it was massage therapy or whatever it was a tough time so you know it it did well um people were very you could see <laughs> the different camps of people of like okay this is a pandemic. I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol mm -hmm. or the camp of like, okay, I have the opportunity to get myself in shape and get my shit together. So that's what I'm going to do. And luckily those people sought me out. Um, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Cause I think like when you started the company, zoom wasn't really like that no. big of a thing yet. People were like, wait, how do I get on this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was in 2019. Right. Right. So that kind of right. hit perfect timing for now. Everyone's very comfortable hopping on virtual calls and mm -hmm. yeah. kind of serendipitous. There. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you've mentioned your husband a couple of times now. Uh -huh. I wonder if you agree that couples who lift apart drift apart. Cause I see you guys are always in the gym together. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've been on both ends of the spectrum there for sure. <laughs> so quick little story of our first date. Was it a workout? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course it was. It was. <laughs> so Kurt's very fit. He's very fit man. So <laughs> basically 
Y'all, we met on Tinder. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So this was before any other sort of dating apps were a thing. Tinder love stories. It, I mean, it worked out well. Yeah. Um, apparently, yeah. Hillary Duff met her husband there too. So don't at me. You know? <laughs> so. You and Lizzie McGuire. Me and Lizzie McGuire. love on Tinder. We know it's up. <laughs> oh, so um, oh, we're chit-chatting and he's like, all right, CrossFit girl, show me what you got. Because he was you know, into bodybuilding and things like that. Um, and I was like, well, those are going to be your last words, but let's do this thing, you know? So we met in a park as one does on a first date when you're about to annihilate your potential partner. (laughs) Um, we did this workout called Cindy. Sounds harmless. It it was, he had no idea what was going to happen. And truth be told you guys, I was like, okay, like I don't have to go easy on this guy. I don't know him. And I don't want to like, Put him through the gauntlet. Yeah, you know, let's keep this lighthearted. So, <laughs> so it was. I'm trying to think of the workout exactly. It's five rounds for time, uh, which is your first red flag. But mm-hmm. it's, I believe, it's 50 air squats, 40 sit ups, 30 push ups, and 20 pull ups. I could totally be getting that wrong. It's similar to that. You guys Something can Google like it. That. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> We're about three rounds. For those in. who can't see, my eyes are getting very big right now as she's saying what this workout is. Continue. And so uh, we're about three rounds in, and I mean he's killing me on the pull-ups, obviously, you know. And and we're good, like you know we're we're having a good time. At least I was having a good time. Was he trying to put on a brave face? Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. And so we were about three rounds in, and I see him like kind of just looking off to the side i'm like hey you want to call it and he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) tapped out you made him tap i made him tap out so uh the the following four hours we spend sitting on this jungle gym at the park just like talking and it was adorable it was great so we've we've bodybuilded together we've done all kinds of stuff um so he when we first moved to cleveland we started at tack actually um and then we moved over to our first crossfit gym he did crossfit for a long time and then you know we did our home gym thing and he drifted we both drifted more towards bodybuilding style stuff again and now because c4 is this big gorgeous gym there's a lot of room to play he does powerlifting style and he does uh bodybuilding style so we were literally talking, I think it was like yesterday. And he's like, you know, I'm just having fun doing what I'm doing. Cause I'll be like, Hey, like jump in this class. And he's like, nah, nah I'm good. <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Kurt. So he, we always like Your joke. Pleasure. He's got show muscles, not go muscles. <laughs> I like that. So yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's nice because he gets to hang out with the boys on one end and on the other end I'm coaching and he's like making faces at me and goofing off and so yeah i dig it well congrats on the nuptials thank you a little over a month in now so so through all your experience in the health and wellness field if you could leave leave everybody listening with one takeaway what's something important that they should keep in mind with their health what would that be yeah i would suggest get really honest with yourself about the type of life that you desire whether your thing is like, I want to go out with my friends every weekend and I want to be, you know, in the gym fairly consistently three days a week. Cool. Or is it like you want to be at 
the pinnacle of health and have longevity be your goal. Get really honest about what it is that you want out of this life and be relentless and unapologetic about going for it. You know, create the life that you want and have fun doing it. Like, don't take life too seriously all at the same time. Yeah. Just be authentic. That's Absolutely. what it's all about. Well, Kim, advice. Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, shout out your social media, your website, where everybody can find you, all yeah. the good stuff. Yeah. So you can find me over at Instagram at Never Settle Life. Um, you can honestly just go to the link there and I've got a podcast of my own. You can see about my programs. Shout out the podcast. Yeah. So the Never Settle Life podcast. I've, I think we're like, I don't know. 11 episodes in or something like that we actually kick off season two next week very exciting i want to have you guys on hell yeah 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 and then the website is yeah so you can just go to the link in my instagram if you want um it's linktree slash never set a life um and you can message me there if you have any questions yep hell yeah so go check her out Awesome. Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. That's a wrap on episode 26. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like or follow us wherever you listen. You can also check us out on Instagram at DSDTPod and at TrilogyCLE. You can follow Young Gabi at GSINHealthyAndFit. And I am at Ricky Bobby. Until next time, stay hydrated, fam.